This is Manya from Friendshipable, a Project BFF podcast. Along with my co-host Terry, we love talking about friendships, talking with others who think about friendships, and learning about these important relationships in our lives. If you like this content, please support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash projectbff, or subscribe to the podcast via your favorite podcast app. If you have a podcast, consider hosting it on Buzzsprout. We love it. They make it so easy. And we have a link in our show notes for you. Thanks. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, listeners, welcome to Friendshipable. I am one of your hosts, Manya. Well, I must be the second host because I'm not seeing other people. I am your other host, Terry. And to be clear, she's not number two. <laughs> we just we just set it up that I start us. We are equal. We, we are, awesome. are equal. And we are continuing our series. If you've listened to a couple of our episodes of deep thoughts and deep questions, Terry, what's the name of that article again? It is four because there's 45 of them. 45 deep conversation starters to bond with friends and family. Ah, so we are going through these questions as a way that we can learn about each other. Mm -hmm. And we hope that it will inspire you to ask some of these questions of your own friends and family, Mm -hmm. or even of yourself, just to learn a little bit more if you're feeling particularly thoughtful one day. So Terry, how are we going to do this? What are our well, questions? We I've taken some of these questions and put them on a little tiny pieces of paper mm-hmm. and I'm gonna select them at random. So that means that that prevents me from thinking about them in advance because I've written them, but yes. I don't know which one I'm right. Yes, I'm yes, picking yes. out. And and all I'm accountable to all of you if I just kind of open it and fold it and put it back in. <laughs> She's decided it's too intense a question. <laughs> All right. Now, I when I saw this question, I thought a lot about you. Where, um, but what was your favorite novel as a kid? Do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? I'll go first. Yeah, why don't you go first? Let's see. My favorite novel as a kid was actually a book that was an assignment. Uh, it was the, the summer before freshman year in high school, okay. and the uh, the reading list had been sent, which was a bummer because it's like, um, I'm not there yet. Why do I have to do work yeah. already? I have to read over the summer. Summer. Um, and I've never forgotten the book or the experience of reading it, and the book was Jane Eyre. Oh, wow. And um, I would not have any other reason to probably at that point in Mm -hmm. life to pick it up Mm -hmm. uh, and read it. But I remember sitting on the front porch at home Mm -hmm. and reading it under the shade of a tree in the summertime and going. And once I got into the book, I just devoured it. I couldn't wow. stop reading it. And it taught, and I, I do think about whenever I hear Jane Eyre mentioned, I go, ah, I've read that. Um, <laughs> but it really, and which was probably the point of the assignment, 
was um, to kind of open students' eyes to classic literature. Mm -hmm. um, and because obviously we were going to be talking about it and um, dissecting it a bit and things like that. But I, again, I ordinarily, I grew up, you know, my brothers got the Hardy Boy books and I got the Nancy Drew books. So, um, but the, clearly Nancy Drew didn't have an impact on me, unfortunately. It wasn't one of my favorites, <laughs> it, but it was there. Um, but what it's a good reading habits. What do you think it was about the book or, or the time that you read it or how, why think, does it stick so much? I think that I had not at that point experienced the, the story of relationships and relationships between men and women mm -hmm. and, um, and, and women and, you know, growing up, um, and so I think that was, it was really, I hadn't thought about it about this way before. It was called, almost like the, the entry into adulthood. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, I'm, and as I'm describing it, I, I couldn't tell you all of the aspects of it. I'm just relaying the impressions that it was yes. left on me. Yes. It might be interesting, and maybe you know some of the the details about it, but it would be interesting to pick it up again and read it as as an adult to um to to see what was there um and yes. what probably but again it was it was the experience of mm -hmm. really reading something that wasn't geared towards um you know, a freshman in high school or a high school. Right. It, it was, it was written by, and oh my gosh, I, I don't remember. It was a famous author too. And I'm sure you know it. Who was it a wrote? Bronte sister? I think it was. So yes. full disclosure to our audience. I have never read Jane Eyre. So uh, I can't, I can't even ask you any specific questions. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I, like I said, I don't think I can give you any specific answers, but I would, I'm in thinking about what my favorite novel was mm -hmm. as a kid. That was my favorite because it was new and it brought yes. me into a different age group. And um, so that's why it was my favorite and it was impactful. So, but I should go back and take a look and see what, what's going on with this. So, yeah. So how about you? My favorite novel. So if I have time to think about it, there are a couple that come to uh, mind. Sure. But the one that popped into my head when you asked that question, mm -hmm. I'm going to, that's going to be the one is a young adult novel from the mixed up files of Mrs. Basil E. Frank Weiler. Okay. And it, I have a copy of it here. I can picture the cover, probably because I have a copy of it, not from uh -huh. back when I was a kid. And I don't remember when I read it. And I don't remember under what circumstances I first read it. I don't know if it was, I was very much a reader when I was young. Yeah. Yep. I don't know if I found it, decided to read it, or if it was an assignment. But I just love this book. It's about a young girl and her brother who run away and live in the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York City. Oh. And they're <laughs> hiding away. So it's all about how they they um, find, you know, how how they hang out in the bathroom and how they so they don't get caught. And then where do they sleep? And 
So, and then there's a little bit of a mystery that I'm, again, it's been a while since I read it, so mm -hmm. I'm not remembering exactly, but she uncovers a bit of a mystery with a piece of art there. And um, I'm not doing the plot justice at all, mm -hmm. but I think what I really loved about it is a little bit the mystery because there's an underlying mystery that she is solving. And I am definitely a fan of mystery stories now. Uh -huh. Not, not super detailed or hardcore, you know, really violent things. Right. But, right. but I do like a good mystery. And so this was a mystery and I very much liked that it was this young girl who was making her way on her own and figuring things out and taking care of her little brother and um, sort of that she could do all these things in the big city on her own, but she was scared. They, you know, she did, wasn't, they didn't overlook that, that as a youngster, it would be scary to be doing these things, but mm -hmm. the excitement of following the mystery and figuring it out. Right was more than being afraid and not having like they I remember one point where they went through one of the fountains to grab the coins so that they could get some food like um so you know some of the practical things were paid attention to as well mm -hmm. and it is a book that I have loved so much that I think every or almost every person I know who was younger than about 25 has at some point in their um, tweendom received uh -huh. a copy of this book from me because wow. I've loved it so much. I'm like, here's a gift. Here's a book. You know, I think by the time I I've given it to some people, they've already read it, but right. um, uh, so I can't actually remember in what grade one would typically read this, but I need to, I need to get at these kids a little bit earlier next time. Yeah. But yeah, so that's, I just, um, something What's about the name again? Say the name again. From the Mixed Up Files of Mrs. Basil E. Frankweiler. Wow. And the way you described it, it sounds like a night at the museum, but without all the crazy characters. No, it is a little bit, but it predated that because yes. I was a kid a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. I think it had already been out a few years by the time I got to it. But yeah, it's that same kind of like mm -hmm. the ki when I hear now about how kids can spend a night at the museum, that's the first thing I think of. Um, and the other thing is when I was reading it, I had never been to the East Coast. I had never been to New York and oh. I certainly had never been to the Met. So it was also, I think what was exciting was the concept of the big city yes and, and yeah. new york and a big yeah. city on the east coast because those were that the whole those concepts were just such a mystery to me because i'd never been here and um so the fact that it took place in new york uh -huh. gave it a cachet as well sure Right. It, that if you had gone to New York right after you read it, you probably would have expected to see all of the things that were in the book. <laughs> you know, and and like I said, I can't remember when it was yeah, yeah. made, but, you know, nowadays you have the um, Da Vinci Code tour of Paris. They take you to all the sites that happen in the book. And I wonder if people, when you said that, I wonder if people did travel I'm to the Met kind of looking for some of the things they talk about in the book. Probably. And they probably didn't have a, 
a tour specifically of it. But I think these days, if it were a new book and it were popular, yeah. you would. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That sounds like fun. Wow, that's great. That's yeah. great. You ready right, for the next one? Ready for our next one. <laughs> okay. I shouldn't laugh, but. Uh oh. Have you had any recurring nightmares? Oh, so I'm going to pass on this question. Yes. <laughs> the answer yes. is yes. Yes. And we do not need to bring those up. So we're just moving on. We are moving on. We are moving on. When you listen to other the prior episodes, you'll understand that. So I'm, <laughs> I'm choosing another one. It is. Um, oh. You answer this question by pointing to me. Has your character been shaped by anyone? <laughs> so for those of you I'm, listening, I am pointing to her. Oh, okay. So I, I am kidding. I'm sure that you've got somebody. Um, okay. Character been shaped by anyone? Question mark. Well, the answer is yes. Yes. And, you know, the, the cheat answer is my character has been shaped by practically everybody. Everybody I've met. Oh, you know, and, and certainly everyone that I'm close to. So pointing to you was absolutely appropriate because you are one of the people who has helped shape my character. Back at you. So Um, that's a tough one. Maybe it's more, I mean, it's not in the question, but maybe it, when I did read it, I thought in terms of, you know, some of the friends in my life or a relative in my life has, you know, that, that it's not, yes, we, we, everybody I, you know, we interact with, um, or grew up with, or now spend time with and have gotten to know there's going to be aspects of it that build that develop our is that the word develop shape our character and who Mm -hmm. we are um whether permanently or temporarily um so but i to take it a level deeper you know i couldn't help but think of who who are those who is that person or who are those key people Mm -hmm. who um helped me as throughout life to develop my character. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think of this off the top of my head. I, I think of my dad mm-hmm. who is with challenges with eyesight and mobility and, um, and just challenges of aging seems to thrive nothing you know he'll respond to an email and when I get the email back from him I know he was doing it with a magnifying glass and one he at a time Mm -hmm. so so that's where I think if we think of those moments with our friends and our families and acquaintances or or those or those key people in our lives um, there are the, there will, and if we, ah, now I want to just get it all out. If I ever find myself that I'm not somehow 
gain character by mm -hmm. by examples like what I just gave you, and that we all have dozens of them, um, then that's not, you know, I wouldn't want to not be shaped by that and and, and seeing the lesson of patience and, to and tolerance and things like that, that I could probably think of a number of individuals in my life where if I thought about it singly, those influence, those are influences on my character. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, I, I like what you're saying. I mean, our, you know, my parents shaped my character by, mm -hmm. you know, by in so many ways. And then I started to think of all the people who shaped my character, including you, which I did point at you. Yeah. Um, but I was also thinking at a higher level, I was thinking of the people from whom I learned a lesson, what I didn't want my character to be like. Oh, yeah. Colleagues or, you know, people in my circle mm -hmm. that behaved in a way that I knew I did not want to emulate. And I'm not, I'm not thinking of anything insidious here. Just, just, no. I mean, we've all had Behave, those experiences. Behaviorals, behaviors. Where somebody or... sort of does something and you think I would never do that. Yeah. And I've, you know, I've had a few instances, specific instances where I can, where someone's done something and I just think, oh, mm, no. Uh -huh. And it kind of, reinforces that oh that is not a thing that I would do right because or somebody does or somebody does something to somebody that I know mm -hmm. and I think oh that thing they said or did or didn't do that's not how I would have handled it right so I feel like you know on top of the people who have been positive influences mm -hmm. I I can think of a few cases where people have have kind of been the reminder of Oh, that is not my character. That is not the kind of thing that I would do. And right. therefore I need to not do it. Right. Right. Yeah. Of of being able to react to that and know that no, that's yeah. not that's not the way to behave. Or that's not, yeah, it's not character or, building. And it's more, and it's it's sometimes disappointing if it's in somebody you didn't expect certain yes to come from so yes, um but yeah interesting yeah all right so, so one more yeah because that's a little bit of a down note to end on yeah so. oh yeah we're gonna do one more hopefully this is this has got some sunshine around the edges all right i that one's not a bad one but it could have you know but we want to do it <laughs> could take us down another rabbit hole could take it but yeah um doo -doo -doo. I'm and I'm thinking, you know, these are deep. I don't know what um, cocktails or wine do these conversations when you're sitting around with these things, but, um, oh, well, let me see if I have a choice here. Let me see what my choice is. Oh, I like this one. And I'll save this one for next time. So, Manya, what subject did you look forward to in school? 
Oh, and clearly it doesn't say which school, but my brain went to grammar school. But my brain went to grammar school. school too. Yeah. So it will surprise exactly zero people who know me well <laughs> if I say all of them excited ah. because I loved going to school oh, every day, every. Well, yeah. maybe not every single day was like the greatest yes. experience ever, but I loved going to school and I love learning and I, I'm, I still have some of those qualities and I consider myself a lifelong learner in the truest sense. To pick a particular topic though, because, you know, saying I liked all of grammar school obviously is too big an answer. Right. Or in high school and college, like I loved most of my subjects. I would say... Just thinking of grammar school, I would say that I really liked reading. So mm -hmm. sometimes reading was its own subject and sometimes it was just part of English. So like English language classes. I really liked learning about the language and learning words and how to use them. And oh, no surprise, I'm now a writer. So <laughs> right. I, again, I don't think this is a surprise to anybody. Um, yeah, I would say that. So I don't think they do this in school anymore. And Terry, I don't know if you did this, but in the 70s in grade school, we had to diagram sentences oh. where you would put them on a line yes. and the adjective you would be on a line things. below it. Yes, yeah. I yes. loved <laughs> diagramming sentences. I, I, Those I were the most exciting it. days for me. Oh my conjunction verbs and the, the little yes. lines in the box, you know, sometimes like it's super complicated. You verb. <laughs> loved it. Loved it. I'm not surprised, but I, <laughs> I'm picturing a, a grade school Manya going, yes for this and all the other kids are going oh exactly anybody want to come up to the board I do, yes. I do. <laughs> very good oh, what very about good. you well <laughs> not not diagramming sentences favorite. it was not diagramming sentences um i it, it was history oh okay like history a and particular part of history or just well, history? When I think about it, um, I mean, I didn't like, this is kind of, you know, with a little bit of layering of, you know, looking back. Mm -hmm. um, I liked it because I, growing up in the New York area, there's so much history. Yes. And I mean, there's history everywhere, but so much of from the revolution on up, um, it, um, it, we would visit them. We'd go on family vacations and go up to Fort Ticonderoga in upstate New York. And you can just, you can see, you know, visit Trinity church and you could see Alexander Hamilton's grave. It's uh -huh. like, it's, there's so much history. So it brought it a little bit more, um, to, to, not to life, but, but context for it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and there was a little bit more motivation, I think in remembering, you know, even though the, the task of memorizing dates and, and doing the, you know, match this one with this one being tested on it. Um, and then in high school, 
I do though remember at one point, I I think we were studying World War II mm-hmm. and we had to have a whole big discussion um, about, well, what if X, Y, and Z happened instead of that? Oh, and yeah. all I kept thinking while I was sitting there, probably for the semester or probably, I just really remember the moment was, what difference does it make? What we come up with, it already happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It just drove me crazy. It doesn't yeah. matter. It, it happened. But I I now have the benefit of not being 14 anymore and realizing, well, here's the reason why. And it's now interesting to me to read about, you know, there how there's some similarities in what's been what's happened in more modern times versus mm-hmm. other times or how what where certain nations are at today is because of what happened 50 years ago and the right. connection to that. But um, so that's, yeah. So I think I, I've had the benefit of being able to actually see, feel and touch places where yes. history has happened. Yes. Um, so, yeah. So I think is, history was my favorite. Is there a particular era that you find intriguing? Um, I think the world wars are interesting from an aspect of how they all you know sitting in the united states how did the u.s get involved or just Mm -hmm. how they escalated and how certain actions by certain individuals or countries whether the springboard for a larger conflict um so and i'm you know and there's a i mean that's there's so much to discuss about the subject but um so I think those kind of things, and I still take interest in in reading the current news too, to try to understand, I take the effort to try to understand, it's like, how did we arrive at this point? Right. And right. so that- That's is, the question of the day. That's is it- <laughs> always the question of the day. And there's never, even reading about it, you never know if you're getting any kind of information that's guiding you down that path, but at least it's it's a indication of that yes. how. So, Yeah. So, so I think it was history. Awesome. So, so yeah, so we've got, yes. So that's an, another time, to- deep conversations with Manya and Terry and talking. Deep conversations. And here's what we want to know, listener. Yeah. Are you team diagramming sentences or are you team history? <laughs> that would be because you have to diagram history too. dissect history, dissect <laughs> history, <you> diagram <laughs> sentences. <laughs> raise your hand and say which one you want to exactly thank you everyone for listening and terry thank you for sharing and pulling up these great questions yeah and uh we hope that you learned a little bit about us and maybe you answered the questions in your head and thought about them for yourself and maybe think about asking some of these questions for your friends and family and find out a little bit more about who they are thank you for joining us we will see you again soon thank you bye